Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. School bus driver in South Carolina swerved and ended up crashing the school bus into a house. Yikes. After the bus hit a tree, everyone's okay. There were six students on board at the time. Here is a witness uh, talking about why the bus ended up swerving. The driver told the officers that two squirrels had run out in front of her and she had swerved to avoid hitting the squirrels. Unfortunately, she overcorrected and lost control of the bus. She was cited for failure to exercise due care. How happy are those squirrels? (laughs) Just missed it. Two squirrels in the road. She swerved to avoid the squirrels. Ah, six kids on the bus, but (laughs) don't want to hurt those cute little fluffy squirrels. Here's another eyewitness. I love this one. This is a a lady who heard the crash happen and then went running outside. I looked out my front door. There is a bus that had crashed into the house across the street. It was a... It was a howl and a cry like in pain or something. I couldn't figure out what was going on. It sounded like metal scraping on wood also and a loud bang, loud crash. I'm sorry, ma'am. What did it sound like again? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sounds like a dog that hurt its leg. Yeah, well, apparently that's a, that's her interpretation of what the bus sounded like <laughs> as it crashed into the house. For going for it. <laughs> I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock. Devin Peacock cock, is here. And I know you're a big Raptors fan, Dev. But you got to give props to that buzzer beater that took out the Raptors last night. I mean, it was a great heave from 48 feet out. I mean, it was, hey, that's, that's sports. Jim, you say it's one of the greatest buzzer beaters you've ever seen. Yeah, it's just because it took such a high arc. Um, you know, there's a lot that'll bank in or, you know, even hit it sh- like straight without banking. But it was up in the air. The entire crowd thought the game was over because it just had so much hang time on the ball. All the Raptors seemed to think that the ball was missing for sure and it went right in and it just stunned the audience. Who threw it in? Who? Jer- uh, Jeremy Lamb. I have the uh, call here if you want to. Yeah, okay. okay. The ball, Raptors have two timeouts. Siakam disrupts it. Lamb has to throw it up. It goes! It goes! A desperation three from Lamb. Three-quarter court. They're going to review it. It was good. The uh, the One of the crazy things about that, just kind of what Jim was saying, is like normally when a guy takes a shot from half court, like they're kind of leading into it, like they're trying to do it. This guy was just, you know, he just chucked it up there and it went in. Like there was a guy uh, who over the weekend, randomly there have been four LA Lakers fans this year who have made half-court shots, and so they've won like $40,000. Oh, hmm. like in between? In between the game. In and between so when, quarters. And that guy was doing like he's on the logo, and he's just like shooting it forward, and he made it. This, like Jeremy Lamb there, was just kind of like heaving it up, and and he made it. So that, made, that, that makes his buzzer beater all that more like kind of crazy. You bring up the Lakers... LeBron James will not be in the playoffs this year for the first time since Kim Kardashian got famous, guys. <laughs> Which apparently is now a measure of time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Lakers didn't make the playoffs for the sixth season, even though they added LeBron James last offseason. So that's got to be pretty embarrassing for LeBron. 
It's uh, it's embarrassing for LeBron. It's embarrassing for the Lakers, and they're in kind of a tough spot now because uh, Brandon Ingram, one of their young guys who they were kind of counting on either to be a building block or really a trading piece for LeBron James to acquire someone else, has uh, been injured uh, for a while. He's got a blood clot issue, which kind of makes his entire future in the NBA somewhat murky. It's not necessarily uh, a done deal that he's done, but this is what ended Chris Bosh's career, former Raptor. And so when you look at the way the Raptor, uh, sorry, the Lakers season has gone, nothing has gone according to plan. They should have made the playoffs. They were on track to make the playoffs before LeBron got hurt a couple months ago. And now you got in L.A., maybe the Clippers kind of lapping them in terms of uh, progressing forward. And so for LeBron, it's a, a major departure. For the Lakers, they thought when they signed LeBron, okay, this is our turning point. Hasn't turned out to be that. And so they could be in for a rough couple of years. This is from ESPN. Here are more things. It's been so long since LeBron has uh, missed the playoffs in the NBA. Uh, He couldn't tweet any teammates about not making the playoffs back then because Twitter didn't exist. (laughs) Netflix was still delivering DVDs in the mail the last time LeBron wasn't in the playoffs. Uh... Drake was on Degrassi The Next Generation. (laughs) George W. Bush was in the early part of his second term as president. And The Office was just finishing its first season. The last time LeBron James was not in the NBA playoffs. We're all old. (laughs) That's how this makes me feel. And LeBron's not that old. No. But now I I feel ancient. Sorry, guys. FM 96, March Madness. Tournament of 64 Small Towns continues. Let's take a look at the winners from Friday. Biggest win of Friday was Ilderton over Kirkton. Ilderton walking away with 68% of the vote there. Interkip was very strong against Kintor taking the title. Dutton took out Mount Elgin and Petrolia had 55% of the vote over Melbourne. So see you later, Melbourne. It's time for today's matchups. and Let's go to Jim Kelly to learn about Arva versus Blythe. Taz, Arva, Ontario, a.k.a. Burr's pretentious older brother, home of former London Mayor Joe Fontana and Picard Peanuts. And if there's one thing Fontana likes, it's when things get nutser. And the only thing older than that reference is the Arva flour mill, home of the (laughs) finest white powder this side of Brantford. Hey, why don't you visit both Picard's and the flour mill in one weekend so you can powder your nuts in Arva? They're taking on Blythe this morning. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more Cowbell Doc Produce Boxing Brewing India Pale Ale. What kind of crazy Canadian lottery did Blythe win in recent years? Uh, They've got both a huge brewery and a Tim Hortons at the same intersection built in the last five years. Wow. Fun fact, the average local Blythe resident has been to Cowbell Brewery 23 times and has seen zero plays at the Blythe Festival. Out of the East today, we've got Norwich taking on Thamesford. Ah, yes, Thamesford, the most iconic Ontario Ferd after Doug Ferd and Rob Ferd, also known as extremely EOA, also known as, did we pass Gold Diggers Naked Nightclub already? 
home of Mark the Machine Hominick, retired MMA fighter, and legend has it he stalks the streets at night, fighting guys who try to break into Tokyo Joe's and other beloved Thamesford establishments. <laughs> They're taking on Norwich this morning. Norwich is a small community south of Woodstock that started with immigrants from New York, which is where the phrase a Norwich Minute comes from. Unlike a New York Minute, which flies by, a Norwich Minute is a minute that drags on forever because you're so bored. For example, oh man, old Maisel McGillicuddy was in front of me at the Norwich Bakery and Deli. I finally got out of there in a Norwich Minute. In a Norwich Minute. Ooh. Okay. Jim, why don't you tell us a little bit about our South matchup. Tilsonburg versus Harriotsville. Ah, yes, Taz. Tilsonburg. My back still aches when I hear that word. Not because of the harvesting of tobacco, but because I hit three potholes in a row on Broadway Street. <laughs> By the way, Broadway Street? Come on, Tilsonburg. The biggest experience of the nightlife in Tilsonburg right now is the bump and night spot Kelsey's Roadhouse. If you need a drink, Kelsey's. It's the only bar in town. Uh... It is the largest town here in our tournament of 64 small towns. A lot of smaller towns in the area. A little upset because once you get an A&W, you're really towing the line of city territory. They're taking on Harriotsville today. Known as that town you go through on the way to Tarandoa Golf Course. Yes, in Harriotsville, Ontario. There is no town drunk. Everyone takes a turn. You can have a great time at Harriotsville's Hope Lodge, known for some of the rowdiest senior euchre tournaments south of the 401, and they even have their own massage parlor there. Ooh. Unfortunately, it's self-serve. <laughs> <laughs> Tilsonburg, Harriotsville going at it. Also in the west, we've got Forrest, a number six seed, Taking on 11 seed Watford. Mm -hmm. Forest. You can barely see forest through the trees, but once you get in there, you gotta stop in at Skeeter Barlow's Pub, where Skeeter always sets the Barlow. Home of one of the most unfortunately named companies, Gamble Insurance. How would you feel getting insurance from Gamble Insurance, Taz? Probably not good. <laughs> hey, if it pays off. Yeah, it's a gamble. Also known for its Wicked Pickle. Sounds like a Boston conundrum. I'm in a Wicked Pickle, bud. But no, it's a deli called the Wicked Pickle. Okay. Taking on Watford this morning. You don't use turn signals in Watford because everyone knows where you're going. They have a lot of plans this summer. New lines being painted on Main Street. Ooh. And they're also installing a screen door at the liquor store. They're also home to one of Ontario's biggest escape rooms. It's called Trying to Get the Hell Away from Watford. <laughs> Are they really putting a screen door on the liquor store? No, but the but the lines in town definitely need to be painted. Throwing it out there as a suggestion, Watford. <laughs> you got to vote if you want your town to move on. FM96.com right now. Get to it. Tell your friends and neighbors, because if you lose, you're out. Have you ever gotten the wrong thing shipped to you when you do some online shopping? Hmm, no. You're on Amazon, you buy something, something else shows up, or they accidentally throw in something else with your order. Happened to a guy just outside of Boston, and it was a pretty, pretty sweet deal for him, at least he thought. 
He bought a 74-inch flat-screen TV on Amazon, got it in the mail, but they also sent him an 84-inch TV that he didn't pay for. Oh. So he got two TVs, and the one he got for free was bigger than the one he actually bought. Hmm. That's a big screen, man, an 84-inch TV. That's Both are huge. Yeah. How do you accidentally send send that and make that mistake? <laughs> yeah. It's a huge TV. The individual flatbed has to bring it. So the guy, he kept both televisions. Mm. He says that Amazon told him it was fine. He should just he should just keep them. And he said he never heard from the company that fulfilled the order. The company says they kept calling him and he would hang up the phone. <laughs> And check this out. He was just arrested by police. Wow. They surrounded his house and arrested him because he refused to return that TV. Here he is talking to a local reporter. They surrounded the house um, and knocked on the door with flashlights coming through all the windows pretty much. They told me come outside. They handcuffed me. Did you ever think that, hey, they made a mistake, I should return this? I did, and I looked into all the laws and everything that happened, I said, you know, it's a scratch ticket. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Amazon said I had nothing to worry about. I made no wrong decisions at that point. The dropship company tells me they tried to contact you five times and that you were never cooperative with them. I have my phone ringing all day long. I run a business. I get calls from Google, website people. I have no reason to answer all these calls. If, if it's not important, I just hang up. <laughs> this guy's full of baloney. Yeah, I wanted to be on his side, but he's clearly <laughs> trying to pull a fast one here. Yes, hello. We're calling about the uh, eight. 84-inch TV we accidentally sent you. What? I'm sorry. I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> Bad reception. Can't hear you. <laughs> I like that he thinks it's like a scratch ticket. Like, that's how life works. You know? Like, you get to keep... It's like in Monopoly where you get like, oh, the bank made a fa- favor in, or an error in your favor and you get to keep the money. Yeah. It never works that way. I actually, I got a pizza on the weekend and I went to pick the pizza up and it was really busy in there. And they gave me the pizza and I hadn't paid for it, and I turned around, I started walking out, I was like, oh, hold on, I haven't paid for the pizza, and I told them, and they were very grateful. But, uh, you know, you, there's always those opportunities you can try to get away with it. <laughs> that could have been your lottery ticket moment. That's right, uh, you know, it's, it's like a scratch ticket. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I got a free pizza, this guy got a free TV. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I would I would have tried to keep the TV, but once they start calling you saying we want it back, yeah. I'm sorry, you'd probably need to give it back. The jig is up. They surrounded the house um, and knocked on the door with flashlights coming through all the windows, pretty much. They told me come outside. They handcuffed me. Did you ever think that, hey, they made a mistake, I should return this? I did, and I looked into all the laws and everything that happened, and I said, you know, it's a scratch ticket. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Hi, FM 96. Who's this? It's Larry. How are you? Good, Larry. What happened to you? Well, it wasn't me. It was my dad, but he got two TVs, much like this guy, except this is before online shopping. But they went into a store, paid for the TV, took it home, got a call the next day saying their TV was ready to pick up. So he went back to the store. Sure enough, they had another TV for him. They didn't, I guess they didn't realize that he picked up the TV already. And your dad took the TV? He took the TV, but it gets better. He... Noticed the box was damaged, and he was like, well, I don't want a broken TV. Can you look at it? <laughs> Come on. So he opened it up. There was a scratch on top of the TV, and he goes, well, I don't want that. And the sales guy says, well, what if we gave you back $250? Huh. 
What? Two TVs and two hundred and fifty dollars off the already sale price. What kind of lesson does that teach his young son at the time? Beggars can be choosers. (laughs) Definitely. How big was the TV? Oh, this is back in the the days of the the old tube. Oh yeah. Wow. I think it was a twenty-seven or a thirty-two inch. Yeah, just heavy as heavy as can be. Like you don't, you almost don't want it. But. And the cops never showed up at your dad's house. Nope, never. Hi, FM ninety-six. Yeah, I've got a good story about. It's like a scratch story where I end up winning. Okay. I bought a house, and uh, when it's new house, so they give you the uh, Rogers package, six months unlimited uh, internet, cable, home phone. Uh-huh. We ended up canceling it, and then we ended up signing up just with the internet. Yep. And so some guy was supposed to come and get all the other equipment, but we weren't home when they showed up. So I returned it to the store. And then um, the guy never came and put on the filter for our cable. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed my parents' cable box and hooked it up in my house, and I've had five years of free cable. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <You awesome. know. laughs> I love that. So uh, I, saved, I saved a lot of money over the years. They still haven't caught on. I'm hoping this call doesn't catch them on now. You've literally saved thousands of dollars. Absolutely, and I have whatever package my parents have for some reason, so my parents have a really good cable package, so I've had awesome cable for five years. Right on, man. Now you just need a couple free TVs. Exactly. Where'd they hide it? Yeah, we are playing Where'd They Hide It, and Catherine is our contestant. Good morning. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. This game is pretty easy. It's multiple choice. I'm going to give you a story about someone hiding something for some reason, and then I'll give you options as to where they hit it. If you can guess enough times, we're going to give you tickets to uh, see Black Keys in Toronto with Modest Mouse, okay? That would be amazing. Now, there is a catch here. One of these stories is about someone hiding something in the, uh, the Bum Bum region. And if you think that is the story I have told you, before I give you the multiple choice options, you need to yell out, Daily Dumper! (laughs) You'll hear that noise, and if you're correct, we'll give you a bonus prize, okay? Okay. All right, first story. Philippines authorities seize 160 kilograms of meth and arrest four Chinese men. Where'd they hide it? Daily Dumper? You really? Whoa! (laughs) I don't know how much 160 kilograms of meth is, but it seems like a lot. (laughs) But spread amongst four butts. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) It is not the Daily Dumper. Mm. I am sorry. Was the meth hidden in biscuit cans, hidden in tuna cans, or hidden in coffee cans? In coffee cans. Coffee cans. Oh, no. No, biscuit cans. Hmm. I'm not even sure what that means. Yeah, me neither. That's I thought it was obvious. Like, why would I say biscuit cans? (laughs) I think it's like, you know, your grandmother used to have like a tin of biscuits. Ah, yeah. And then she just puts like her uh, sewing tools in there after. (laughs) Right. I think that's a biscuit can. Yeah. Okay, next one here. Russian tourist accused of trying to smuggle drugged orangutan out of Indonesia. Where'd they hide? Thank God that's not the Daily Dumper. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> was the orangutan sleeping in a baby Bjorn, sleeping inside a guitar case, or sleeping in a wicker basket? Oh, guitar case. You sure? You want to change that one maybe to wicker basket? <laughs> Maybe a wicker basket. Wicker basket is correct. We'll keep you going here. Nailed it. <laughs> Which doesn't seem like a great hiding spot. Unless it had one of those wicker lids like the, the baskets that the snake charmers use. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Uh, but uh, yeah, the orangutan was having a good little nap there. This guy's trying to steal him. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know where that's I think, going. Yeah, I think yeah. this is the last one, so you can get... Wait, do you think it's the Daily Dumper? <laughs> okay, okay, what is it? I'm just laughing just at the start of this. I just imagine me and my son doing this one day together. Uh, okay. A father and son were arrested by Indian authorities at the Delhi airport for trying to smuggle approximately $15,000 in foreign currency into the country. <laughs> I'm guessing rolls of quarters or something? <laughs> <laughs> son, this is going to be a great bonding experience. <laughs> yeah, the uh, father and son, I don't know if they helped each other. Or they just put them in there themselves, but they uh, they had the money in the in the daily dumper area. And that's enough for a win this morning. Congratulations. You are going to see a great band in Toronto. Enjoy the Black Keys, courtesy of the Taz Show, okay? That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.